the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God will gladly take over navigating our lives when we surrender to Him. He's standing on the outside, waiting for us to open the door of our hearts from the inside. We must let Him in and give Him complete control. As Pastor Rander continues today's message, listen closely as he focuses in on God's criteria for knowing His will and what we must willingly do to live in Him, through Him, and for Him. God must always be first in all things, and we must submit to His Lordship in all things. Remember to keep your Bible, pen, and paper handy. So hold on and begin to write these things down so you will never doubt your salvation. What is the evidence of genuine salvation. Number one, abiding in Christ give evidence of genuine salvation. Abiding in Christ give evidence of genuine salvation. First John 2, 6 says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. You say to abide in Christ, what does that mean? To abide in Christ means to remain in Christ. It means to continue in Christ throughout your life journey. You abide in Christ until God calls you home. No matter the difficulties in life, no matter the persecution, no, no, no matter the trials of life, you keep, you remain steadfast in Christ. Abiding in Christ gives evidence of salvation. Number two, we give evidence of genuine salvation when we practice righteousness. When we practice righteousness, first John 2 29 says, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practice righteousness is born of him to practice. Righteousness means to implement the word of God. It, it is to practice. Righteousness is to live righteously, to live righteously, uh, to, to practice. Righteousness is to live out your faith to the glory of God. To practice righteousness is to put the word of God into action. You don't just let it be dormant in your life, um, which validates that you have a genuine salvation. Number three, we give evidence of genuine salvation when we do not practice sin. We give evidence of, salva- of our salvation when we do not practice sin. First John 3, 9 says, whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Now listen closely. This verse is not saying that when you become saved, you will not sin. Now you know that's not true because all of you have sinned since you've been saved. Perhaps even since you've been sitting in this service. I I wish he stopped because he's preaching too long. That's sin. You know you just sinned? I got you just sin. Oh, you just sin. Yeah, oh yeah, you sin. You you sin. <laughs> this verse 
verse is not saying that when you become saved, you will not sin. But as you mature in Christ, there will be a decreasing sin factor in the believing life. As you grow in Christ, the, your, the sin presence in your life is decreasing, 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 decreasing. It's so low until you have to look hard to find it because you 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 almost to heaven. Born again believers do not love sin. And neither do they deliberately and habitually continue to practice sin because they are children of God who possess the Holy Spirit who is the restrainer of sin within you. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not saved because we're saved by the Spirit. Huh? The Holy Spirit is a part of the salvific process. You saved by the spirit. And, and the spirit who lives in you restrains sin in your life. Restrains the thought life. I mean, stuff that comes in your mind, the Holy Spirit begins to punch it out. Because the Holy Spirit, it's time for you to go to work. I can't take this. That don't belong there. Kick it out, Holy Spirit. Kick it out, word. That's right. That's right. You cussing, it restrains your cussing. You might want to cuss, but you won't. The Holy Spirit won't let you die. You just, every time you feel like cussing, you just, you, 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 is he in you? Where is he? Now, now, a lot, now, a whole lot of you got the Holy Spirit. Y'all, oh, y'all looking at you. <laughs> a, whole lot, a whole lot of y'all have the Holy Spirit, but he's not at home, and he don't feel comfortable living in God's temple. <laughs> you say, what you talking about? Okay. I invite, you invite me to your house. I'm not calling that. I wish I could make a call the name and you wouldn't mind me calling your name. And, uh, I think I got to have a, a person I got, I got a good relationship with. Larry Smith, can I just pick on you a little bit? You don't mind because you know I love you. You know. So I'm invited to Larry Smith. I've eaten in his home a number of times. So, and I get to his house, nice home and everything. And he said, here's the keys to the house, Pastor. I'm going away. You can just have at it. Enjoy the house. Okay, they gone. Him, his wife is gone. And uh, I try to go to the freezer, but it's locked. (laughs) I try to go to the pool room, and it's locked. I try to go to the pantry because I want some chips. It's kind of late. I want to munch on some no good stuff. But the pantry is locked. And all that is open is my bedroom, the living room, and the refrigerator. Am I living in his house? Yeah, I am living in his house. I'm in his house. Yeah, I'm in his house now. I'm in his house. I can at least go to bed and sit in the on the couch, and I can go to the I can go to the restroom. You know, thank God that's not locked. That'd be a real problem. <laughs> I'm living in his house, but I'm not at home. 
in his house. I don't have, I'm not comfortable in his house and I'm grieved in his house and I can't wait to leave his house. (laughs) And that's the way the Holy Spirit is in many of your lives. He's in you, but he's not at home abiding freely in the temple of God. Amen. Next, next, we we give evidence of genuine salvation by our love for one another. We give evidence of genuine salvation by our love for one another. First John 3.14 says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brethren abides in death. You, you, You don't love, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't love folk. Then that's not you abiding in death. I, I, oh, we had a packed out place in Bible study. Oh, we had a time with the attributes of God. And I, I asked the question. I said, "How many of y'all prayed for that man that killed all those folk up in up in Buffalo?" I, I was amazed. A number of hands went up. Not all the hands. Is it possible that you be so angry at people? What he did was hellish. It was bad. It was sinful. It was evil. It was of the devil. But are we exempt from praying for him? What about praying for his mama and his daddy? How do you think they feel? What about his siblings? What about his grandparents? What about his third grade teacher? What about maybe if he played ball? What about his coach? You see, sometimes we can be so startled and uh, it's bad. We don't condone it. It is terrible. But that man need prayer. And I don't ever want to sit in judgment and say he deserved to go to hell. I'm going to say something cold now. All of us in here deserve to go to hell. The Bible says there's not, your sin may not be his sin, and his sin may not be your sin, but sin will still send you to what? Hell! Hell! You pray for your enemy. You pray for those who've hurt you. You pray for that young man that he gets saved. You know, Jesus could have said on the cross, he could have said on the cross to that thief, he said, remember me. He said, you, Jesus said, you sure wait late to say, remember me? You know, Jesus could, I'm talking about on the cross. You know, when he was down on the cross, Jesus could have said, you sure waiting late to say, remember me? How come you didn't say that before you became a thief? How come you didn't think about that? I mean, how come you didn't go to the temple? How come you didn't make some offerings uh, uh, to, to, to me? How, how, how come you didn't feed the sick and clothe, to take care of the widow? Now here you come at the last minute talking about remember me. You know, Jesus didn't lecture the man. The man was hard. He had just reviled him. And he said, this day, today, you will be with me in paradise, heaven. Now, if Jesus could do that to that man while on the cross, where is your grace? And where is your love? And if you hate folk because of what they do, then you don't love people unconditionally. Because this is a strong message. Don't you spit it out either. This is not. 
the evidence of genuine salvation is that we've overcome the world. Overcoming the world gives uh, evidence that we're saved. First John 5, 4 says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Now, victory over temptation and sin gives evidence of our assurance of salvation. That, that, that increases your assurance every time you have victory over sin, Satan, and the devil. It increases your assurance of salvation. Those who say they are believers but lose every battle to temptation and sin, this is an indication that they're either spiritually weak or they don't know Christ at all. I mean, every time Satan say lie, you lie. Satan say steal, you steal. Satan say have sex out of wedlock, you have sex out of wedlock. Satan say betray your wife and commit adultery, you go do it. I was weak, 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 I was weak. Uh Uh-uh, you lost. You lost. Don't get comfortable in your weakness. We all have weaknesses, but as you grow in Christ, your weaknesses ought to be decreasing and your strengths ought to be what? Increasing. If you lose every battle to temptation, that's a sign of your lostness. Number six, we give evidence of genuine salvation when we are chastened by the Lord. We give evidence of our genuine salvation when we are chastened by the Lord. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7 says, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he received. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? Being chastened by the Lord gives evidence of your salvation because the Lord chastens those he loves. How many of you have been whipped by God and you knew he was whooping you for what you did. Man. How many good? This I take mama's whooping, daddy's whooping, grandma's whooping any day. But I don't want God to whip me. Because when God whips you, he's creative with his whippings. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He's creative with he don't let you know the place of the whipping, the time of the whipping. <laughs> or the house of the whipping. But he whips. That's why I heard him cook. I confess my sins as fast as I can because I don't like God's whipping. And I'm going to tell you what, my whippings are harder than your whippings. You say it is? Yeah. Because much given, much required. I got to stand before God and answer for y'all. That's why I can't be scared to preach the truth. I'd rather have y'all mad at me and God happy than have God upset with me and y'all glad. Ooh, we got a good pastor and God says, I can't stand Draper. <laughs> huh. I, I'm going to tell you, I preach so hard, I'm already chastened by the word. But I'm not going to keep my, my mouth shut so that you can get by. I, w- I want you to be a partaker of the word so you can get your own whipping. I don't want your whipping. I don't want your whipping. And if you and if you finna get some chasing, I'm gonna get back as far as I can from you. I don't even want God to just hit me trying to get you. Y'all watch the company you keep. (laughs) 
Lord, Lord. Number seven, we give evidence of genuine salvation when we bear fruits for Christ. When we bear fruits for Christ. John 15, 8 says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciple. A productive, fruitful life gives evidence of salvation. A productive, fruitful life gives evidence of salvation. Matthew 7, 16, 8 says, you will know them by their fruit. You bear fruit. Bearing fruit is a sign of salvation. Number eight, we give evidence of genuine salvation when we have an inner longing to hear and obey the word of God. We give evidence of genuine salvation when we have an inner longing to hear and obey the word of God. John 8, 47 says, whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. I don't want to hear that. You don't have to go there. And the other person said, oh, give me more, Pastor. I'm loving this. I thank God for the word. <laughs> he talked to me. I wish he shut up. A sure sign that you possess genuine salvation is that you have an inner desire to hear, obey, and obey what the scripture says. Number nine, we give evidence of genuine salvation when we possess a desire for holy living through the confession of sin. We give evidence of salvation, of genuine salvation, when we possess a desire for holy living through the confession of sin. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. An inner desire to live holy through the confession of sin give evidence of genuine salvation. An inner desire to live holy through the confession of sin gives evidence of genuine salvation. Number 10, continuing to believe on the name of Christ give evidence that we have eternal life. Continuing to believe on the name of Christ give evidence that we have eternal life. First John 5, 13 says, these things I have written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may cut. Look, underline this, continue. Underline that, that's key. Continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Beloved, we must never, ever stop believing that Jesus is God and we must embrace that reality so we will not doubt in our faith, not be shaken in our faith. We must continue to believe that Jesus is God, especially during these turbulent times in which we live. You must continue. Say continue. Continue is to keep on believing. My friend, if you do not continue to keep on believing in Christ, then you will be overwhelmed by the crisis of our nation and world. Allow nothing to stop you from believing God. Allow nothing to stop you from believing God. Finally, but not the least, we give evidence of genuine salvation when we possess an inner desire to worship Christ. We give evidence of genuine salvation when we possess an inner desire to worship Christ. Revelation 4, 10 through 11 says, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. That's worship around the throne, y'all. Our worship of Christ here on earth 
is a prelude of our heavenly worship around the throne of God. I reiterate, our worship of Christ here in this church and in our lives and in our homes is a prelude to our heavenly worship around the throne of Almighty God when all the saints through every generation, through every tribe, every nation, every tongue give homage, honor, reverence, worship to our King, Savior, and Lord, Jesus Christ. An inner longing to worship Christ gives evidence of our salvation. An inner longing to worship Christ gives evidence of our salvation. Can you imagine can you imagine that great innumerable hosts gathered around the throne of God? I want us to imagine right now that we are around the throne of God, okay? Imagine you're around the throne of God. And on the screen, I, there's some scriptures going to come up there, scriptures of worship. And I want you to stand and I want you to, I want you to shout them out as loud as you can. I want you to just put your Bibles and put them aside because we're going to pretend, we're going to envision. This is a prelude, an introduction to us being around the throne of God. Okay? So, so just envision that you're around the throne of God with no more tears, no more pain. There Jesus is on the throne and you're looking at his very face. Psalms 9, I believe he said, give me the praise from Psalms 95, 1 through 3. I want you to say it together with me. Say it as loud as you can. Come, let us sing for joy. Let us shout aloud the rock. Come on. Let us and Reverse uh, th- verse three again. Come on, for the oh, let's praise God around the throne with Psalms one forty five verses one, two, and three. Let's go. I will exalt you. I will praise forever and ever. Every day I will. Show your name. Hello. Come on here. Great. throne with every tongue, nation, and tribe looking at Jesus' face. He says, well, praise me with Psalms 34, 1 through 3. Come on together. Say it aloud. Come on. I will bless the Oh, man. 
children's hand. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord if you can. Woo! God, thank you for this word. As we're closing this book of 1 John. Oh, can't wait to see you. Look upon your face. Bow down before you. And thank you. <laughs> thank you. I say thank you. the 20 and the folk will sing and shout nobody will be able to turn us out the wicked shall cease from troubling the weary shall be at rest no more dying no more crying no more hurt, no more pain, no more bitterness, no more anger, no more sin, and no more devil. Perfect bliss with the saints and God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We love you, Jesus. And help us to live our life in light of the realities of these divine truths. And I pray, Father, that hearts have been penetrated and others who are not sure of their salvation, don't have a church home, backslidden, or guilty of these sins, will come saying, what must I do to be saved? I need Jesus. I need a place call my home as a church family you come right now if you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages service times directions to the church upcoming events and much more you can also reach us at 210-821-5683 If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.